hour number two. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pass. Be happy to be hanging out with all you fine folks right here, Ref Army. What it do? Home of fans. Worldwide. Just download the KREF app. KREF. Just search that. KREF. And you can download, listen for free anywhere worldwide. That is the easiest way to catch us. So we've got a bunch to dive into this hour. Uh, Want to revisit Ethan Downs' remarks from earlier this week and uh, share a bunch of the the other Sooner audio that we we can with you. But uh, let's let's address the elephant in the room. How do we feel, folks, about Connor Pasby before 9 a.m. drinking a high C with his breakfast? Is that acceptable behavior or is that crazy person behavior? I'll just say this. It's not good for your health, but I'm someone that doesn't look after myself. I drink, yes, I don't drink or eat very healthy stuff. I used to back in college, but ever since that. Well, yeah, you were, it's you were an downhill. athlete in yes, college, right? I was an athlete. I'm one of those athletes that didn't continue to work out or eat good. Dude, I think that's like pretty much pretty every. Pretty much, that's probably 75, oh, yeah. Oh, more than that, like 90% of athletes. Some of these athletes you won't see for a while, and this is not you know trying to be a jerk or whatever, but they don't get off the athlete eating regimen, and uh, I'll leave it at that, right? They're not the same playing way. You look, you, yeah. You're doing pretty good, relatively. Thanks. Thank you, yes. You look at them, and you're, you're like, man, you used to be a running back in college. <laughs> now you put on like 40, 50 pounds. I, I know. But you know what? They're living their best life, man, and you got to respect that. Yeah, you do. High C, though, at, uh, you know, before, before 9 a.m. I, I got I to gotta be honest with you. That's a, <laughs> it's a little nuts. But, hey, look, I'm not going to criticize you too much because I'm not going to live in the universe where maybe I haven't woke up and had a Dr. Pepper as soon as uh, I hopped out of bed or this or that. So Can we, can we get – I love this text from the 402. Perfect example of this. Antoine Harrison has nothing left to prove, probably going first round. Right, first, second round, and then no you doubt. Ha- then you have Jalen Redman, who has something to prove, and he's probably a third-day guy. No, that's – I would agree with that. Well said. Off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. It is on a case-by-case basis, and a lot of it, yeah, has to do with – it has to do with where you're going to be projected, where you would be – drafted at right and if you're sec- even second day guys I mean if you're a second day draft pick probably you know a lot of times you should probably be playing in the bowl game but I'm not going to spend a ton of time ripping guys that make the decision that for them they they think that they shouldn't play in the bowl game right yeah. it is what it is let's celebrate those that choose to play in the bowl game instead of berating those that don't I agree. I'm yeah, hundred percent spot on with that. Jalen, I love I love Jalen Rebin, what he's done for Oklahoma, but he's he's just one of those guys that I'm talking about who has a lot to prove if he played in the bowl game and to up his draft stock a little bit. But yes, I agree with celebrating the players who are playing uh, tomorrow night. I think this is pretty good from from True. It was never talked about when there were fifteen bowl games about the importance of winning or losing a bowl game, which gets uh, – who was it that tweeted that out? Yeah, uh, our, our man, our favorite uh, – <laughs> bear with me, people. This is sarcasm, okay? <laughs> D- don't, don't lose your minds here. Our favorite 
favorite radio host, one Danny Canal, who tweeted out, uh, let me see, why, why, why can I not operate technology? What is wrong with me? You want I'm, me to read it? I'm looking for bookmarks. Yeah, do you have it pulled up? I, I've got it. Hang on a second here. No, yeah, you read it if you've got it. <laughs> Danny Cannell. Doggone it! Cannell tweets, eight wins. Yes, eight should be required to play in a bowl game. I would love that, but look, I mean, that's like a, a waste of time to even tweet that. For us to sit here, do you want to have the conversation? Should we do the, the radio conversation, how to fix bowl season? It ain't happening. We're never going back to that. Stop it. Do not tweet that. And I'm I'm a guy that loves bowl games, so eight's just, I mean, you're going to leave out so many teams. Like, I just looked. Good. I know, I know. They deserve looked, it. <laughs> but just based on, like, looking in the Big 12, I mean, if a team, if you're going by just eight wins and then you're going to have three teams in the Big 12 who are going to make a bowl game, you can go the same thing with ACC. They would have three or four go on and on. But I'm, I'm a guy that just loves uh, bowl season, so I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I dig it too. I mean, and I think you would still have, <laughs> I think you would still have guys opt out in the OU Florida game. That's a top ten matchup in the Cotton Bowl, and what Florida had so many guys opt out, a f- or a few maybe for Oklahoma, but still, you've got at least one supporter this morning. By the way, Gunny of Stutzman Army says, "In Orange High C with light ice in a few sausage biscuit deals, it ain't bad at eight a.m." <laughs> I respect Gunny so much. I appreciate that, Gunny. Thank you from the 405. You you are a historian, my friend. You know what was going on with the uh, Danny Cannell deal. Yes, Danny Cannell, who said the OU softball team and fans celebrated way too much yes. after beating his precious Florida State in Game 2 of the Women's College World Series. He hates fun. He, he hates fun. He shove it. Yes, that's the Danny Cannell that uh, I'm referencing. He hates when people have fun. <laughs> that was, though... An all-time oh great social media moment for Sooner fans. Just absolutely trashing Danny Cannell. Yeah, so does does he hate when Florida State just jumps up in the air after a home run or a nice play in the field? All of which brings us to my next point this morning. If you're looking for a reason to root for Oklahoma in this game, there you go. That's it right there. We cannot live in a universe where Danny Cannell is happy to be in Oklahoma. Can't do it. Won't sign up for it. Won't allow it. Can't have it. Some extra motivation right there. We just need Danny Cannell to be miserable. When he's miserable, I'm a happy camper. It's hour two of the Plank Show. Happy to have everybody hanging out with us right here on the Ref Radio Network as we count you down, cheese it bowl. It is here, ladies and gents. Can't wait to see the uh, Sooners one final time in this 2022 season and hopefully in this thing with some optimism. Real quick before we revisit Ethan Downs and some of his comments, Hour 2 brought to us by Allison Insurance, allisoninsurance.com, health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements. Uh, Bob and Robert Allison, they've got the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. 405-745-2968. That is Allison Insurance. If if FSU beats OU tomorrow, he better not celebrate. Not even a smile. Yes, no happiness for Danny Cannell. I better not see any emotion from we've, Cannell. We've started a trend here. the The ref army now. It's uh, it's okay. You have my permission to attack Danny Cannell a little bit during this game, based on uh, the receipts from uh, OU softball and just really. 
really Mr. Canal just being a complete and utter bozo. All right. This was Ethan Downs. Basically asked, hey, you know, what the heck do you have to play for in this game? What's the mindset going into this thing? And hopefully, hopefully this is the mindset for Oklahoma. Coach Venables will tell us that a season is like a roller coaster. Like Coach Ruff mentioned, it highs and lows. You can't jump off the roller coaster. Um, can't give up. And we're telling a story with this season of it really feels like life. You know, you get you get punched, you get knocked down, you get right back up. Sometimes you're on a high and a lot of times you're on a low. And we're trying to show our perseverance and what what we're made of. We're trying to show our heart uh, by getting back up and fighting, even when um, it doesn't look like we've had such a great past. We're trying to give people hope for the future. So we're playing for more than just seven and six, which looks a lot better than six and seven. But um, we're playing for the future of the program and uh, for the people that have been through the program and the coaches and Oklahoma's reputation. You know, there's a lot on the line. I buy it. I buy what you're selling, Ethan Downs. From that standpoint, absolutely. Very important, right? Give this fan base, give them a nugget of optimism, right? Break off a piece of that Kit Kat bar and sh- celebrate a little happiness with us, please. Or, you know, there's no cheese it bar, but dive into that uh, box of Cheez-Its. Original, right? Original, yes. You're not e- like... Extra uh, toast or extra toasty. You're not one of those, like, white cheddar freaks out there, are you? Oh, man, Josh. I love white cheddar. I love white cheddar and uh, <laughs> cheddar jack as well. You would. You would. You're <laughs> high C at 7.45 in the morning. But, of course, man, you like I, the white cheddar. I, I love those words from Ethan Downs, uh, not jumping off the roller coaster and just keep fighting. It's been so up and down this whole season, and he's just one of those uh, great guys to have on your team, to have in the locker room, especially have on the field. He hasn't played up to his standards this season, but I mean, if he can get the job done tomorrow, same thing with the other defense, and just try to end this season with the win against a really good opponent. If Oklahoma blows Florida State out tomorrow, what's the reaction going to be? And let me preface that by saying this. That is the least likely likely result in my mind. But (laughs) let's just play the hypothetical game, okay? Oklahoma wins convincingly, blows out Florida State. What is the reaction? I think everybody, yeah, I think everybody's going to be psyched for next year, especially if they blow Florida State out and you have a lot of young players like a Robert Spears Jennings or Jaron Connect stepping into a big role tomorrow night and they just blow Florida State out of the water. I think you're going to have some fans who are pretty psyched for next season and to cap that off with a really good recruiting class, but you know, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't see it happening, but probably not. No, probably not. But even if they just somehow get a win, probably more of the optimism for next season versus where the heck has that been all year, right? There's gonna be a lot. There'll of that. be a combination of of some of both. Or I I heard Teddy mention this. I think it was yesterday or the day before. All these young players, if they play really good, you're gonna have so many fans be like, "Why weren't they playing earlier in the year?" Yeah, no, that's that's correct. Here's a good take from Sugar Shane in Newcastle. And I I agree with this. This is uh, well said. One thing is apparent from the Ethan Downs interview. Brent Venables is making a very positive impression on these men. They sound like men now. 
agreed with that. Uh, he's very well spoken. And, and I would take it in this direction. Seems like, again, dare I say the phrase that uh, some out there don't care about until the, the wins match up with the phrasing. But the buy-in, it's still there. Buy-in's still there. You've got somebody in Ethan Downs that, at least in a public forum, is saying the things that people want to hear, right? Now, it's uh, it's one thing. It's great to sit up there and say all the right things. Ultimately, it has to be backed up by performance. has to be backed up by the actions of Oklahoma going out and playing well. I don't doubt for a second. Do you? That Oklahoma, this team, I don't think that <laughs> – I don't think you have players that don't want to win or aren't bought in. I, I think you've had a group that absolutely has been bought into the messaging and at times just isn't isn't good enough, right? I mean, I think it's maybe as simple as that. So the, uh, the fact that, that they're buying into the message, they haven't sold – Sold out on the messaging, I do think is important, but ultimately it's going to boil down to whether or not they play well, Connor. Yeah, I mean, they're, st- they're still bought in. I mean, that goes back to the Bedlam win, the way they came out. I know they were, what, 5-5 five five at the at the time. Oklahoma State was struggling as well. So, I mean, it says a lot for them to still get jacked up for a game like that in Norman, a packed house. They come out and play like that. So, yeah, I think they still have guys bought in. You can tell just – just the way they handle themselves off the field and on the field as well. You still have guys really working hard and, you know, trying to get better, trying to turn this thing around. Some of the people are very mean to you. Kendall says, is Connor three years old? You only drink high C if you're under five. <laughs> Easy on that, Kendall. Easy on that. True Sooner says, Tang is better than high C, and Tang sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, True. Yes. <laughs> Man, I didn't know I was gonna get attacked for drinking high C. Sorry. I, I guess I guess it is really early in the morning, and it's probably yeah not good for you to be drinking. It's okay. That. I've had two cups of coffee, and I'm probably gonna have yeah. another one. So it, it's okay. You, you're probably doing better than I'm doing from that standpoint. We're not health freaks over here, Texers. It is the Plank Show. Getting set for this Cheese It Bowl. Let's uh. Talk young players. Who needs to play well for Oklahoma? I guess it doesn't have to be young guys for the Sooners. But uh, if it's not just the simple, hey, you want to win because it's a bowl game and you want to carry momentum into the offseason, then if you drill down on that, how do you carry momentum into the offseason? Well, it's by key contributors that are going to be around for next season playing well in the game. Who are those players? that you want to see play well. Connor will share his thoughts with you next, along with uh, some hot takes on high C, I'm sure, right here on the Plank Show. It's the home of Sooner fans. Happy to be hanging out with you. Not too far away from the Cheez-It Bowl. It's Cheez-It Bowl Eve, if you will, right here on the home of Sooner fans. And uh, your text, your phone calls as well, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. The Riverwind Casino call-in line, that's yours as well. 405-329-9000. Taking a timeout. Hour number two rolls along next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Allison Insurance brings us hour number two. It's the Plank Show. 
Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. A lot of opinions rolling in on high C this morning. Connor uh, washing his breakfast down with the always nutritious high C this morning. Having a little bit of fun with that. Speaking of having fun, uh, crank this up, Connor. How would you feel to uh, wake up like this in the morning? Oh, wait, wait a second. Sorry. It helps if I plug things in. Sorry. I unplugged things, Connor. I apologize. Oh, man. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. And this alarm clock will play this when I wake up. Wake up. Time to start feeling the cheesiest. <laughs> so that is uh, from Hangtime Michael Turks. Uh, so did Hangtime get the cheesiest room? He did, yes. So I wonder who the other three players are. I think there was four players that get it. Yeah, I had the list. Good for Turk. Here was uh, here was some some of the other comments he met with the media and discussed feeling the cheesiest. Okay. Uh, everything is cheesy, so it's been fun. We got to see the pictures beforehand. Did it, did it live up to you know? It did. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, super cool room. Uh, as far as this week goes, or these few days, what's, what's your timeline on actually spending time in there? Uh, I'd say a few hours, yeah, yeah, a few hours a day. Okay. Get to sleep in there too, so I'm thankful for Cheese It and the opportunity, and it's fun. It's a nice room. You don't get to sleep in there too, I do. What? Yep. If I choose to, so. If you choose to, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so is it a, a cheesy nightmare? <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's a great dream. It is, That's yes, cool. sir. How'd you get the just the application? Just... Uh, they just selected one person, so um, yeah, they offered, and I said, yeah. Well, he's a good choice, right? Because he's got the social media platforms that uh, be a booming. Someone said that alarm clock would get broken real fast. Oh, dude, yeah, that would be really annoying. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's like the worst thing ever. So I wonder if he gets unlimited cheese its or excuse me, cheese it crackers. That I just found out. Yesterday, I forgot who said that, but you're supposed to say cheese it crackers? crackers. Yes, you can't say cheese it. No, you can you say cheese it. You can Stop say it. you can say cheese it, but if you're talking about multiple cheese it, they go by cheese it crackers. <laughs> what? Yes, I forgot. If I can find it in a little bit, I'll show you. Somebody texted that in. No, uh, pretty reliable source. I forgot what the it, cheese it, it was spokesperson. Yes. Did they? Yes, it chime was the spokesperson. Yes. Well, to the spokesperson, shut up, shut up. That's it's, it's, incorrect. It's, I don't care. You uh, don't get to make the rules on that. They are Cheez-Its, and that will be the plural form of Cheez-It. I will not say Cheez-It crackers. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm going to go to the pantry and get me some Cheez-It crackers. Good morning. Good morning. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning. Wake up, everybody. And this alarm clock will play this when I wake up. No! It's enraging. Gives me anxiety. It is anxiety-inducing, isn't it? The uh, other players, by the way, Micah Pittman, Turk, as uh, obviously we know, Nussmeyer, that's Garrett Nussmeyer, and Tyrone Tracy Jr. signed NIL deals with Cheez-It and uh, have to stay in those. Have you seen the hotel room? Yes, I think. uh, It is disgusting. It's one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. It's cool and good for him, and I'm glad he's having fun with it, and uh, he deserves it. But uh, we need an actual picture from Turk. I mean, I see what it's supposed to look like, but wonder if it looks about the same in real life. It's got to. Yeah, it, it's got to. Yeah, I, I'm sure that he's shared it on uh, his YouTube page. If we go over there, 
we can check out the Cheez-It Crackers Cheez-It from crackers, the yep. Cheez-It Sweet that is uh, really just disgusting. <laughs> it's one of the worst things ever. So, uh, teased it before the break. If uh, if you missed it, players that need to play well for Oklahoma in this game, if uh, you start talking about the optimism for Oklahoma, obviously for the offseason, just win the game, right? However you can win the game, if, if nothing else than just a good feeling heading into the offseason, <laughs> the win – win over Florida State would do that. But to get to that point and to really, really share some optimism, probably that involves some younger guys playing well, Connor. So both sides of the football, who uh and I'll I will start. I will start to not just totally put you on the spot here. Younger guys that I think uh it would be huge if they played well. Because of verse for Florida State and the the type of draft pick that he is, if Sexton and Guyton just, you know, hold up a little bit versus him and just don't let him have, you know, you know, three and a half TFL type day, right? Uh, strip sack fumble, two and a half sacks, whatever it would be. Just don't let him go wild. Then, uh, honestly, that's going to be a pretty nice little sign going into next season because uh, that's a bona fide high first-round NFL draft pick that they're about to square off with in this Cheez-It Bowl Crackers game from uh, from Orlando. So that would be important, I think, offensively. Who else would you like to see offensively play well? Offensively, um, let's see. I would probably go Javante Barnes, and when it, when it looks like Marcus Major will not play. So the running back behind Javante Barnes, whether that's Tallwee Walker or uh, Gavin Sawchuk. I would really love to see Gavin Sawchuk get some more reps in there. I think he's a really fine player that uh, just needs a chance to be put in the uh, just be put in the game. So I'd probably say Javante Barnes or uh, Gavin Sawchuk in the backfield because I think it's important for OU uh, to run the football. Is Mims coming back? Yes, I I think he is. <laughs> Have we? Lured, I'm not. It's not <laughs> have we lured ourselves into a false? I'm just. I'm just expe- back? I mean, I'm expecting Mims to come back. Why? I just because that's what we keep hearing, right? Yeah, that's what we keep hearing. I. I mean, I haven't heard anything that would sway to him uh, not coming back. I think he's part of this, you know, change with Britt Venables, and he wants to come back and to prove himself even more with an up and down season that he had uh, this year. So this is uh, – you see all sorts of stuff out there. This is NFL Mock Draft Database, which, to my understanding, Connor, is an NFL Mock Draft Database, right? <laughs> Houses many different uh, NFL Mock Drafts yep. out there and sort of aggregates them and puts the average scores together, so on and so forth. Here's what they've got from Marvin Mims. First-round percentage, 12.6%. That's it. So not – Likely he's going in the first round. That's no shock to anybody. His best rank, 34th, which if that's the case, I don't know how you got a 12.6% first round. 34th overall? (laughs) Yeah, which, uh, breaking news here, that ain't the first round, but whatever. Uh, Neither here nor there. The overall rank, this is probably the most important one, 72nd, which would be a projected third round grade, according to NFL Mock Draft database let's see here here's the other one nfl draft buzz they have mims littering and littering and 
Come on, Internet, you can do this. They've got him, I think he was seventh, uh, the seventh-rated wide receiver not too long ago. Now he's moved up to number six. So they've got his – That's that's really higher than I, I expected with Mims. Overall rank 34, position rank number six. So, I mean, solid second, third-round pick. So, I mean, it I'm just preparing everybody out there. <laughs> I think I've been a part of the problem and not the solution here for you. Mentally, I think we need to prepare ourselves that Mims makes the decision to not come back to Oklahoma, even though there's been some buzz out there that he will come back to OU. If he goes out and dominates versus Florida State tomorrow, that changes. I think that changes a lot. It could dramatically change what's going on with Marvin Mims. I mean, he might be – he is – probably the only guy for Oklahoma that is one great performance away from really leaping up some draft boards, right? Is that fair to say? Like Dylan Gabriel, if he goes out there and throws for 375 and four touchdowns, that's going to be great, but probably folks want to see a full season that is not at times marred by inaccuracies at very critical moments. Yeah, they want want to see it all together. But, I mean, going back to – the Mims thing, it matters how guys look at that. I mean, a third round, if he's projected third round, fourth round, there's a handful of guys that will take that in a heartbeat and declare for the draft. But Mims can also look at it as if, man, I had an up and down season. I had some drops. Me and Dylan Gabriel didn't really convert on some deep balls. I missed on some opportunities. So let me come back next year and see if we can, you know, figure that out. And Look, if it's uh, as simple as I want to be a first-round NFL draft pick and I'm going to work myself into that positioning, then come back, man. I encourage you to do that. Absolutely. Be, it is paramount for Oklahoma that he comes back. I'm just trying to mentally prepare the fan base that have we let ourselves into this false sense of security there based on some of the buzz that's surrounding Marvin Mims and could it change dramatically with one good performance? All of which brings us to the next set of players that need to play well. Oh, you need one of the young receivers to, to play well, right? Gibson or Anderson? Yeah, Gibson is the name that I have uh, written down. I mean, he's a guy that he gets crap for that. I mean, that one ball that he dropped early in the, early in the season, but you can't just base someone's game off that one play that he missed on. I mean, he still need more reps. He's got juice just unreal size I mean at 6'5 6'6 a guy that can win so many jump balls so I mean it would be awesome to me if Jaden Gibson does get in the ball game quite a bit and does contribute and uh, make some plays sorry this totally derailed me off the air comfort solutions tax line 405-651-3439 don't knock cheese it since 2001 made by Kellogg's Battle Creek Michigan they do things right. I think hang, hang time gets an NIL deal out of this. Having graduated in BC, they do it upright. Well, <laughs> yes, it is a name image likeness deal. And I'm just saying, look, hey, I love Cheez It. I love the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, look, I, not the same as going to the Sugar, the Orange, the Fiesta, any college football playoff bowl. I'm, but I. I Dig some cheese at bowl action. No big deal, right? I'm fired up for the matchup versus Florida State. I love cheese its in general, okay? What? Yeah. I'm just saying that it's not cheese at crackers and stop telling me to say that. <laughs> That's stupid. And beyond that, the cheese it room is hideous. That's all I'm saying. 
Well, and it says Cheese It has signed its first NIL deal. I think it it should say Cheese It has signed its first NIL deal. But Cheese It Crackers. But, but whatever. Cheese It Crackers. Come on now. So Have you learned this, nothing this morning? So this used to be the Russell Athletic Bowl, right? And that's what it did. Changed. Okay, that's what changed to the Cheese It Bowl. I like that a lot better. Which uh, I guess Venables was. He was saw, asked about it, yeah. Yeah, and he said, yeah, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma didn't win it the last time they were in this game, which is a kind way of saying that uh, it did not they go well. They got blown out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kind way of saying that Clemson embarrassed Oklahoma. So, thank you, Coach, for, for not uh, making fun of Oklahoma. Yeah, I thought, we, I thought we forgot about that game, but Venables decides to bring it back. Well, I guess he was asked about it. You so could say that was it. then and this is now. Brent Venables coaches his you-know-what off in the Russell Athletic, excuse me, the Cheez-It Bowl. <laughs> do a break see uh, a bunch of your text messages on there on the air comfort solutions text line we'll keep rifling through those share some more uh, audio of the sooners with you air comfort solutions text line 405-651-3439 it's our number two right here plank show home of sooner fans counting you down to kickoff basically right it's not cheese it bowl day yet but we're pretty pretty close cheese it bowl eve if you will Right here on the home of Sooner fans, he's Connor Pasby. We're halfway home here on the Plank Show Ref Radio Network, taking a T.O. Back with you right after this. Just rolling over a little bit of that Mims conversation. Jay in Tulsa. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. The lack of a Gabriel announcement's just weird. He's obviously not an NFL dude. Yet, at least. Nor is he in a big reveal position as far as an elite NIL deal goes. So why wait? Thoughts, guys? I don't know. I mean, I think they just want to just focus on the bowl game right now and just not make any announcement, which, I mean, I think the dude is coming back next. I don't, I don't know where else he would go. He's not NFL ready. I'm not sure why. He hasn't made an announcement yet, so it it is kind of odd a little bit. Yeah. My answer would be, I mean, does he know yet? Is he still thinking through this thing? I, I, I want to believe like you and everybody else, and I think I do side more that direction. Dylan Gabriel's not going to burn Jeff Levy, if, and I've said this before. He could hate every single person in Norman, Oklahoma, at OU, which he doesn't, and probably have to mention that again. I'm not saying that for anybody that's just tuning in, I'm not saying Dylan Gabriel hates everybody in Norman. Follow me on this train of thought here. Dylan Gabriel could hate every single person in Norman, Oklahoma. Connor, he could hate everybody on the OU coaching staff, but... Jeff Lebby, who he has the long-existing, long-standing relationship with, dating back to high school, and I just don't think Dylan Gabriel is going to go out of his way to burn Jeff Lebby. So more than anything else, that's what gives me the most confidence that Jeff Lebby and Oklahoma have a good idea that uh, even if it's not totally finalized that Dylan Gabriel is leaning toward returning, I I would – I just have to imagine that you would have gone out and been active to try and bring a transfer quarter transfer quarter transfer who transfer portal quarterback in if uh if Gabriel wasn't coming back but 
look, uh, you've been shocked before, and it could happen again, right? Not out of the realm of possibility. Well, it's those two things right there. Because of Jeff Levy, that's the reason why Dylan Gabriel came, and Jeff Levy will be the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma next season. So that's why I think Gabriel will return. And because, like you just said, they didn't really go after a quarterback in the transfer portal. Because I don't know if they want to just throw Jackson Arnold into the fire next season as a true freshman. But it's I just, I just don't know why he hasn't made an announcement. Maybe we get one at the end of the bowl game after it's completed, and then you can start talking about those things. Well, and he's going to get asked, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, he'll get asked probably, yeah, in the post-game, post-game uh, interview for sure. Yeah, it's just been getting asked a lot about, hey, what are you doing? Are, are you coming back or not? So Maybe he's just saying, let me, let me just focus on this game against Florida State and how I play, and then we'll talk about those things after the game. I kind of think that he is the sort of person that would, uh, that would make an announcement DG seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't make an I'm not leaving announcement. That's from the text line. I kind of think because of his NIL situation, he might, right? Remember when he came to Oklahoma, it was a big uh, big social media push that he put out there, and uh, his NIL was a part of that. So not saying that it's going to be this uh, massive, you know, week-long NIL thing, but I could see him trying to drive a little traffic and engagement to the NIL brand, which, look, I mean, he's fully within his rights to do that, and really that's kind of the Dylan that, – that's really kind of the intention of NIL for a Dylan Gabriel and others. Yeah, and his NIL thing, I don't think he's someone that would leave and just talk about the NIL and try to make more money somewhere else. I don't think he's that type of guy, but who knows? We've seen, we've seen guys that we didn't expect to leave, and they do leave, but DG just, uh, to me, doesn't seem like someone like that. Why, why did this get sent to us? I hope Dylan Gabriel listens to your radio broadcast and all the comments about him, good or bad. Why, why do you say that? I don't know. I don't, and good or bad, I don't think we're saying anything bad about Dylan Gabriel. We just want, I think a lot of people want him to return next season. They don't. They don't want him going somewhere else. I don't. I don't know why we got this. Uh, yeah, got that text. Do you just you want Dylan Gabriel to see the yin and yang of hey, there's fans that really, really want you back at Oklahoma versus there's he, he ah, we don't need him. <laughs> why? Why do you want him to listen to the? Why do you want him to listen to the radio broadcast? He doesn't need to listen to the radio broadcast to see if people want him to return because, I mean, there is some of those fans that kind of didn't like Dylan Gabriel throughout the season, didn't like his play, but he is someone that you you need as your starting quarterback next season. That reckoning day was always not too far away for a quarterback at Oklahoma. I mean, it just – it is what it is. Jalen Hurts – dealt with some of that, Connor. And look, now Jalen Hurts is transformed. I mean, he was second-round uh, draft pick in the NFL, and maybe that was a little bit of a surprise to some at the time. But guess what? Now you got somebody who uh, has morphed himself into an MVP candidate, right? And terrific season uh, 
with the Eagles. Let's hope that he's back healthy before it's all said and done. But it just goes to show you that that's the bar of quarterback judgment in Norman, Oklahoma. And they're they're kind of similar, to be honest, with Jalen Hurts and Dylan Gabriel. I mean, when you look at the stats, you're like, oh, man, he's played really well throughout the whole season. But when you watch <laughs> the games, you're like, okay, he's missed on some opportunities. But, I mean, Jalen Hurts still got you to a playoff. Here's a, I, I know he frustrated you at times just how many times he uh, turned the ball over down the stretch, but the dude was a winner. Well, and again, all of this to say standard of quarterback play at Oklahoma is uh, – look, I love where the bar is at, right? That's great. You've had the types of Heisman Trophy winners and extended terrific quarterback play for a long, long time at OU, so that's expected. That's the standard around here at Oklahoma. Now – is it completely realistic for every single season for Oklahoma fans to get that type of quarterback play? Probably not, right? Eventually, there's going to be some ebbs and flows, and you're not going to uh, to have Heisman Trophy quarterback play every single season. And I think that's one of the things we hopefully, as a fan base, have learned this year. It It illuminates that Oklahoma has to get it has to get better across the board. And, yes, I did compare Dylan Gabriel to Jalen Hurts. My point I, is – Well, I think this texture is taking it a little different. I'm just comparing their situation as a quarterback for Oklahoma. Like, to us, we think they played well enough to win you games. Like The Dylan- point we're making is this. I'll jump in and help you out here, okay? The point we're making is this, is the fan base at times has been upset with both Dylan Gabriel – and Jalen Hurts while they were here because they're not Baker Mayfield or Kyler there Murray. There you go. Okay, that, that, that's the point that's being made. <laughs> and That's just being fortunate and spoiled with back-to-back quarterbacks like, yeah, like you just said, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, and that's when you set your ceiling right there and expect a quarterback to <laughs> play, play to that level. 5808, I kind of hope he's practicing and not (laughs) listening to the radio. Hey, fair point. I like uh, the other take, though, because if you're not listening to the ref, then you're a loser. It's a fair counterpoint. The bottom line is this. It has illuminated, I hope for folks, that Oklahoma across the board needs to get better. Defensively, uh, offensively, you need to be able to lean on the run game a little bit more, which Eric Gray, fabulous season, but... uh, there's been programs that have won national championships, national titles, Connor. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. The there fans wanted him benched. They wanted him benched midway through last season. And they won a national championship with Stetson Bennett just doing good enough and doing his job and relying on their defense to make plays. There and that's go. that's where OU needs to get to. Okay, one final T.O., our number two right here. It's the Plank Show Ref Radio Network, home of Sooner fans. Back with you, closing up hour number two. It's the Plank Show. Top five stories of the day, sneak peek. A little bit of Oklahoma State, Wisconsin. A lot of bit of reasons Oklahoma can win. Things to watch for in the Cheez-It Bowl tomorrow. We're just going to turn it into full Cheez-It Bowl Central for the most part. Top stories of the day. Uh, hour number two, by the way, brought to us by Allison Insurance. AllisonInsurance.com. Check them out right over there online and give them a call. 405-745-2968 is the number to call. 
Dylan Gabriel is uh, selling the idea that this is this is important for himself and for Oklahoma. And you know, I thought the answer that uh, the answer that he gave about this being a springboard into 2023. Can we read anything into that, Connor? Being a spring uh, springboard to 2023. Yeah, I, I'll play it after the the top of the hour. Let me get it queued up. I've got it right here, but I don't want to join it mid sentence. Uh, you know, the way he talked about it, it's uh, it's not like when he got that question, he said, "Yeah, but I won't be here <laughs> for 2023." Yeah, right? he, he didn't say that. So I don't know. There's one positive for Dylan Gabriel maybe coming back for OU. That opportunity, believe it or not, was there. Or maybe he's just he's just trying to stir everybody up. Just doesn't want to give anyone an answer right now. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see if we get anything in the way of news immediately following the game on either Marvin Mims or Dylan Gabriel. Two hours in the books, Plank Show, right here, home of Sooner fans. Sorry for uh, all of the Plank lovers out there. Chris Plank, though, he'll be back for game day, baby. He's traveling down for the Cheez-It Bowl. So we got you covered. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Hour three, it's next.